Well, good afternoon and welcome to Treasures of the Heart. This is Pastor Luann Youngman, and I'm excited that we are starting a new month. This is the 2nd of May, and I know that we are all looking forward to being able to um, enjoy, you know, getting out into some warmer weather, being able to... Uh, get our gardens planted and our flowers. Um, you know, we uh, this year we're able to order flowers from a high school that helps uh, their programs and they deliver them right to the house. So I'm really excited that that delivery will be coming this week and that we can um, begin to, you know, help to beautify our homes. So it is a good thing when we can see that we're moving into a different season. But I also want to remember, or remind you, I should say, for you to remember, that please check out my website. It changes a lot, and hopefully I'll be getting a new blog page up soon. But we've added things to the farm and food gifts. And so um, I've just had the privilege of doing some wonderful orders this week. And uh, I get to go and deliver and meet people. And I pray it's just such a blessing to them. And at the same time, those purchases help uh, the ministry because the monies come back in to help pay for me to continue to do ministry online and radio. And so I'm just so grateful that I can give back something to you for you coming and giving something to me for helping me to get the Word of God out to our community. So today we're still on the... um, no, oh, I'm sorry. Maybe I needed to tell you again the name of the website. That is EmmaLewMinistries.com. EmmaLewMinistries.com. But today I'm more excited about getting the message to you because we're in the, the post-Easter season. It's that season kind of in between Easter and then Pentecost, which is coming toward the end of this month, which I'm very excited about. But we're in uh, this sermon series called Because of Jesus, I Am. And then every Sunday, I fill in that blank. I am blessed. I am alive. Uh, so today, we are looking at, I because of Jesus, I am hungry and thirsty for righteousness. And righteousness means right living with God. It, it's living in a, in a right way that honors God, brings glory to God and that we are in a right relationship with God and and prayerfully in a right relationship with others. So there are some scriptures that I want to share with you um, this morning. So let's look first at Matthew 5, verse 6. This is part of the Beatitudes that Jesus taught. Um, And so it's he, he writes, Jesus writes, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. You know, if you look at your life right now, are you satisfied? And if you're not satisfied, could it be that you're hungering and thirsting for more of the things of the world? More of the things that just bring you pleasure, or bring glory to you in in your life. And if that's the case, then you might want to switch that up and say, you know, hey, this really isn't all about me, but this is my life with Christ and how I'm to be a blessing for Him. 
And But I mean, it's very easy to hunger and thirst for the Lord when you are truly in love with Him. I, I mean, when you're really in love with your spouse or, you know, uh, someone that you may be engaged to, I mean, you want to please them. You want to do things that make them happy. And so it's an easy thing to do when you are in love or you or you deeply love your children. It's an easy thing to lavish them, you know, with uh, a vacation or, you know, helping them to uh, do something that they really want to do. Or you fix a meal that you know they really love. Look, love is that language, right? Love is the language that we speak because God is love. So blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, that you want to be right with the God whom you love, and you'll be satisfied, right? And there's other reasons why I can tell you that as we move along in this message. But let's look at the next scripture. It's an Old Testament scripture from the book of Jeremiah, chapter 2, verses 13, or verse 13. My people... Jeremiah writes, as God speaks through him, my people have committed, God says, to evils. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters, and hewed out cisterns for themselves, broken cisterns that can hold no water. And so here Jeremiah is talking to God's people, and he is speaking for God who God told Jeremiah, look, there's two evils my people have committed. One, they have forsaken me. I mean, I'm the fountain of living waters for them. And yet they are digging out cisterns for themselves, broken cisterns that can hold no water. And I'll tell you, that is such a verse that we can preach on. I mean, maybe you've heard when I did my children's sermon today, I titled it, There's a Hole in the Bucket. I mean, you probably remember that, you know, that children's song, There's a hole in the bucket, dear Liza, dear Liza. If you don't know it, you just need to Google it. But it goes on and on, you know, because you're trying to fix it and it's a hole and it doesn't hold the water and you need it. To, I mean, what's the purpose of going to take a bucket to water your plants and by the time you get there, it's all leaked out all over the ground? And when God says, that's what my people are doing. They're filling their bucket with things that just leak out. They're not worthy. They are not wholesome. They are not healthy for my people. They're trying to look at these pleasures of the world that will leave them feeling empty, empty in their hearts. It will certainly empty their pockets, empty in their desires because their desire can never be fulfilled. They just keep wanting more and wanting more and wanting more. You know, if it's not enough, the decorations you have, it's not enough, the, the cars that you have, it's not enough, the boats that you have, it's not enough, the things, the things, the things of the world. You're wanting more. You want to change it up. And God's not saying that there is something wrong with, with having things in your life. But when they become your idol, when you depend on them to fill you and truly fulfill you and satisfy you, you might you just need to know that they're just going to leak out of that whichever you're putting them into and and that that fulfillment and satisfaction will wane very quickly. 
So he said, you've forsaken me, the fountain of living waters. Because of Jesus, I am hungry and thirsty for righteousness, for a right living with my God. C.S. Lewis is a wonderful author. Uh, I mean, of course, he's passed away, but he wrote wonderful, wonderful books and theology. And he said, um, we drink at broken cisterns. And we eat bread that does not satisfy. And the words of him ring out more true and true. He says, if I find in myself a desire which no experience in this world can satisfy, the most probable explanation is that I was made for another world. Now that's profound. I'll read it again. If I find in myself a desire which no experience in this world can satisfy, the most probable explanation is that I was made for another world. Uh, he's talking about the kingdom of God where there is no want. Right? When we're in the kingdom of God, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will come to you. Okay, so what we're trying to do is get things to come to us, even if we're not seeking God first. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all of his righteousness and all these things will, will come to you. All these things. Right? So I think there's times when throughout our lives and in this world and, and maybe currently right now in your life, you are drinking from a broken world, a broken cistern. And it's breaking down more every single day. It is being filled with the things that don't really fulfill us or satisfy us, right? So let me let me share something that that Jesus writes in Matthew 5:20. I tell you, he said, unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and the Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven, the world that C.S. Lewis was just talking about. You will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Then what follows in the rest of chapter 5 are those illustrations of our righteousness. You know, the ones that, that hunger and thirst for their God, for more of their God, right? And so, you know, as he goes on in his Beatitudes, you know, he says that we must not only not kill, but more, we, we should, you know, not hold anger against our brother. We should seek for peace. Or in verses 27 and 30, you know, we shouldn't commit adultery, but we shouldn't even look at another person lustfully. Jesus takes it a step further. You think this is wrong. Let me tell you, even these other minor acts that you do are still sinful acts. And you're seeking these things of the world. You're seeking love in the wrong places. I know you've heard that cliche many times. I mean, there's been country songs written about it, right? But this is, this is so true. I have come to for myself to find it out. I believe that this is true. You know, he goes on down in verses like 38 through 42. We should not, you know, just not you know, give an eye for an eye. Don't poke out someone's eye. If they poke out your eye, you're supposed to turn the other cheek and you return good for evil. Oh, now last week, right, we talked that as a Christian, because of Jesus, we are of a different mind. 
So right here is that different mind I'm talking to you about. Because the world's mind would say an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. And Jesus is like, no, 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 no. No, no. That is not my mind. When Jesus was hung on a cross, you know, he could have been, had called 10,000 angels to come and take him off. He could have single-handedly wiped out everybody on that mount. But he did not retaliate. He actually said, Father, forgive them. They don't even know what they're doing. I talked about that because of Jesus, we can have the mind of Christ. That is the mind of Christ. It's seeking to do good. It's seeking to do right. It's seeking to do his Father's will. And that is what that we should be hungering and thirsting for, my friends, in this life. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And so we hunger and thirst to be in this right relationship with God, seeking to do right, you know, with God and for God, seeking to do right by those that we are around. You know, it, it takes us back to, and I'll close with this, this verse in, that Jesus, his story in John 4. It starts with verse 7, but he talks about drinking living water that you'll never thirst again. We hunger and thirst for the right spouse, the right job, the right training, the right car, the right you know, house, the right tractor, the right barn. But because of Jesus, we should be thirsty for more and more of Jesus. I'm hungry for his righteous teachings, for his opinions, for his attitude. I'm hungry to know more about him and especially to know him. Psalm 46, 10 says, be still, know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted even on the earth. Hosea 6, 3 said, let us know, let us press on to know the Lord. His going out is sure as the dawn. He will come to us as showers, as spring rain that water the earth, which we're experiencing right now, those wonderful rains. John 17, 3, Jesus said this, you know, is how we have eternal life, to know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, the one you sent to earth. So, you know, the woman at the well in John 4, she came thirsting for just physical water, but Jesus met her at the well and he said, oh, that water you'll keep thirsting over and over again for, but if you drink, from my well, you'll never thirst again. Oh, my friends, do you want your life to really change? Do you want to be fulfilled and satisfied? That I will tell you, because of Jesus, you get this insatiable hunger and thirst for our living God to know him and to thirst for his righteousness and hunger. And you will watch how God will honor your life and change your life for the better. This is Pastor The Way In with Treasures of the Heart.